Let me see here. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it, so it you got it now, right? I have it. Okay. Awesome. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah, that, that worked We're out. Brilliant. I've taken the rest of the day off. <laughs> Done here, man. That's heavy lifting right there. I'm quitting. That's so funny. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's better than AI is being able to record locally, <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I, am ready to get started whenever you are. Uh, thank, thank you for doing this again. I, I really appreciate oh, it. Anytime, man, you guys, anything I can do to help y'all. I'm, I'm good. And anything I can do to get away from my real work. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's awesome. Um, and, and you have about 25 minutes at this point. So I, I um, if that's, if, if I'm not mistaken, so I want to, I want to um, respect your time. Um, so I'll, I'll keep to that. Yeah, all good. But yeah, without further ado, my name is Caleb. Welcome to Web3 Talks, where we talk about latest tech news and how it affects our lives. And we started these on LinkedIn, so it's really catered to a professional crowd. And uh, specifically, we talk about Web3. And I used to not put AI under Web3, but today we're going to talk about AI. And I, I think that there's some sort of integration. Um, I think it's part of the next wave of the internet. And I want to get John Lindsay's thoughts. John, who I have today. Um, thank you for being here. I'd like for you to introduce yourself real quick, if you could, and, and um, what do you do for, for a living and, and what are your thoughts on AI? Well, thanks, Caleb, first of all, for having me. I appreciate it. Really good to be of here. Course. And uh, so my name is John Lindsay, as you mentioned. Uh, I'm in uh, North Carolina, although our, our company is actually headquartered in Houston, Texas. And we are uh, primarily a services company where we use a lot of the software that we build to power the individuals we put out into the field. But uh, AI is a big portion of what we do because we build digital twins and, you know, they're all, they all have machine learning backends to them and leveraging the data that we collect is all you know, about the algorithm and the AI. And so we have been, I won't say we're extremely advanced, but we're certainly pushing the envelope in terms of some of the, the solutions that we build for our day jobs. And so, and we apply them in a whole host of different fields, whether it happened to be, we, we own a laboratory, a biotech, a pharmaceutical type, uh, great laboratory in Virginia. We, we use a lot of the, our own tools there. Uh, we have a lot of them at oil and gas and energy facilities all around the, the Southeast region. And then for our Insight Logics group, we use them to build digital twins for just about every industry there is over the last 25 years. And that's yeah. what we do. So that's how, that's how we make our money. And uh, so, yeah, we're obviously seriously concerned about, uh, you know, the, the future of AI and where it's all going. And we're excited about it because it's just such amazing, amazing space right now. Everybody's talking about it, um, as you know, right? Yeah. And, and, and it's funny, you, you just mentioned that, that that sounds exactly like what, uh, what, what Elon Musk was saying initially with, with his company. And I want to get your thoughts on, on Elon. What do you, what do you think? Do you think that he is a fraud? Like a lot of people say, do you think that he has the right idea with trying to control the flow of AI, because no matter what, it's going to grow. Um, what, what, are you, what are your thoughts on him? You know, I, I probably don't follow him as closely as, as many. I'm just, I'm not, I don't keep up with the, the celebrities that are, that are multi, multi bajillionaires because they don't have a lot in common with them. But what I will say is, is that I, I think he's got a lot of really good points that he addressed way, way, way back in the day about being concerned about AI, about being concerned about, you know, how we deploy it, being concerned about how we govern it right? Being concerned about some of the biases that might be involved there. Um, but I also believe that, you know, he's quite a pioneer. I mean, who can say anything otherwise? It's, it's quite amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> um, and and I, I was actually, before we started, I wanted to mention this, this transcript, uh, this, this outline for today's podcast was written by ChatGPT because I thought that would have been really cool to just completely ah. make this an AI 
um, <clears throat> uh, episode. And speaking of chat GPT, I want to get your thoughts on that. Cause that's, that's really, really hot right now. Um, and, and with what we were just, we were just talking about with Elon Musk and his thoughts on, on AI, um, speaking of him, his company, OpenAI, developed a program called ChatGPT, which they're they're labeling as AI. Would you consider this uh, uh, AI? Could you give us the basic, the, the, just a super basic rundown of AI from a standpoint of somebody who doesn't really uh, understand the, the technicals or they're completely new to how it works? Um, and, and then what are your thoughts uh, on ChatGPT? I know that's, that's like a big question, but, <laughs> but how does that all flow together? Well, you know, for AI, you know, what I, because listen, there's so many people that we deal with that if you, if you lead with AI, it's already confusing to people. And there's so many different definitions for it that, you know, mine isn't going to be any more right than anybody else's. But when I talk to people who would like to leverage AI for their business and, and specifically to do things with data that our algorithms and our models allow, you know, I, I tell them to think about it. It's just like the human brain. I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's birthed and it can do certain things but it needs to learn, it needs to be trained. And so that that AI component is only as powerful as number one, what you train it to do, and number two, the data that it can consume to learn how to create the activities that you'd like it to create. And so for me, it's just really simple, right? I mean, I don't think we're ever gonna get to the point, at least in my lifetime, where it's gonna replicate the human brain. I think we just have so many other gifts that we got you know, from, from God that you're not gonna replicate. But what I will say is ChatGPT is, is unbelievable in the sense that Look, even two years ago, if I had to explain how one of these large language models worked to somebody, I would have to really talk in terms of data science or talk in terms of a programmer or, or get them in front of an interface that makes them very, very uncomfortable and they wouldn't really be able to experience it. It's just not really something that was user-friendly back in the day. I think what's amazing about ChatGPT isn't what it's doing today. I think two things. Number one, it's what it's going to be able to do because I think it's just scratching the surface. But I think what they did so right is, and I'll give you a perfect example. I, I just told you my grandson was in here. Well, when ChatGPT came out, you know, we were back sitting there at Thanksgiving, you know, or, or Christmas, whatever holiday it was. And I, I told him to walk up to the screen. I have got this really cool tool. I want you to see if you can figure out how to use it. And immediately, 13-year-old kid sits down in front of a computer, looks at the interface, reads a couple words, starts typing, says, write a song. Boom, puts it in. He's got a song. Says, write a term paper. I think he said on Benjamin Franklin. And then he read it and said, that sounds like something you'd write, Poppy. I gotta, I gotta, it's got to sound like a fourth grader. He says, make it sound like a fourth grader. Boom, done. My point is, is that this thing is so simple to navigate and use that now the reason the adoption was so amazingly high is because there's no intimidation factor anymore. You don't need to be a data scientist to use it. You don't need to be a, a programmer to use it. You can wield this power by walking up, sitting down, having an eight-year-old kid sit down in front of the keyboard and boom, he's already using and leveraging that technology immediately. That is what amazes me. And tell me about prompt engineering. Um, is that the correct term for learning exactly what you should be putting into the, uh, to, to get the answer, the specific answer that you want? Is that a skill to be garnered in 2023? And what, what is it? Well, you know, it's funny I, it's, because we suffered from this for the long, long time where we were building our own smart databases, right? And you would really, really need to understand the vocabulary to ask it the appropriate questions because the model was not smart enough to help you get from, like I just described, make it sound like a fourth grader. All he had to type was make it sound like a fourth grader. And it knew exactly what he wanted to do and it spit it back out and it read just like a fourth grader wrote it, right? In our models, you know, leading up to this that we have built over the years, 
you would have never been able to do that. So back to your point about the recognition and the language, you had to be a lot closer to the appropriate syntax than you did because it, it couldn't make those decisions for you. Or for the most part, at least in our case, it would make errant decisions, right? Which would give you information that was even wrong. So the amazing piece now to me, at least, is that whole prompt recognition. I, I mean, I... I'm on, I think it's unbelievable. And we've tried so hard to put the wrong stuff in to see what happens. And it, it, it just, it gets it. I mean, it is unbelievable how, how close it is to a human conversation with dialogue where, you know, look, when, when young kids talk to you, they babble and miss words, but you kind of put it together, right? You go, okay, I know what you're saying, right? It's almost the same concept, right? I mean, you can put stuff in there that's really errant and yet it still brings back the appropriate response. And so I think that's another area where, you know, again, it's advanced light years in terms of its ability to be able to decipher what, you are trying to ask it to do in ways that you would have had to have the appropriate syntax back in the day. That's phenomenal. I mean, I, I think that's an unbelievable aspect of it as well. That's, that's interesting. Do you, and, and this next question is actually directly related to, um, to what you said. And, and I asked chat GPT just a second ago, um, if you could ask, if it could give me like a funny question at the beginning of the, um, with the conversation and said, do you think AI will ever be able to tell a joke as well as a human? So I, I asked that to you. Well, you know, I'm not a very good joke teller, so I'm guessing it will probably be able to tell a good, as good of a joke as John Lindsay could probably tell. But I don't think it's going to be able to garner the emotion that, you know, actual comedians like, you know, I think there's a big difference between. And I think it's the same thing in the songs. I mean, I read some of the songs that are right. You know, look, we, you know, we do parodies on the side. And so and, and they're kind of silly. And, and, you know, I have experimented to determine if it could you know, impact the same emotional aspects of the things that that we get to do because we know some of the triggers that will trigger human beings for, you know, in the 80s, for instance. I know that if you grew up the same time I did, that if I play this particular song and these words, you're going to remember going, you know, roller skating with your girlfriend and it's going to make you really love this tune. I don't think it can pick up on that kind of stuff yet, right? Because it just doesn't have that the capability yet. So it feels, to me, it still feels a little impersonal, even when it writes the poem and I try to fraudulently get, fraudulently get one off for my wife for Valentine's Day. She can look at it pretty quickly and go, yeah, dude, you didn't write this, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't, it just doesn't seem to grasp that that human piece. I think it's the same thing with jokes. I think it's the same. You're still missing that. And I can't describe what it is, but there's a nuance that, you know, we all have as human beings that we get to pick up on that. It just doesn't seem like it picks up on it quite yet. It's not far, but it, it doesn't quite have it yet because you can kind of tell where it came from. And I think that's the reason, you know, where people have written these, these algorithms to reverse, right. To, you know, you see it in the schools and people are starting to ban it. And then they come up with what was a chat zero or whatever it is. And chat zero will go out there and, and determine if what you produced, if it believes that it was written by chat GPT, yeah. GPT, right. I mean, so I think it's the same kind of concept. It's looking for the same things that are missing that, that we see as human beings when we read it and we go, yeah, dude, you didn't write that. Yeah, I, I'll briefly say that I was playing around with ChatGPT and I, I tried to get it to make a funny joke and I kept telling it like this is it's just not funny and and I was just wondering why what what is it what is it is it the prompt that I'm coming up with but what you just said it's it's the emotion it's it's it can't tap in maybe in the future it'll it'll replicate something similar where it can pass for having emotion um uh, but but how how far into the future do you do you, I mean do you think we're almost there like you you said that it's going to be there eventually but do you think we're almost there or do you think it's going to be very far into the future. Well, you know, if you would have asked me before November when this thing came out, I would have said that we won't see anything like we're seeing today for another two to three years at least. Uh, 
Really? And yet here we are, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I, I don't think, look, if, if other people smarter than me predicted that it was going to be here at Thanksgiving, they know a lot more than I do. And we're in the space. I would have never thought that we'd be looking at, again, the simplistic interface, the usability, the adoption. I mean, the numbers where this thing has grown, the reason it's grown that fast is because you can stick anybody in front of it. Don't tell them anything. And in five minutes, they're they're doing everything. Look, it's superficial, right? It's writing a song. It's creating a movie script. It's writing a Seinfeld episode. Whatever it's doing is somewhat superficial and doing their homework. But at the end of the day, you don't have to tell them anything. It's almost like an Apple product, right? It shows up, you look at it and you go, wow, out of the box. It's intuitive enough that I understand what to do with this thing. I might not be able to exploit it to its fullest potential yet, but man, I, I you don't need to tell me much, right? Leave the room. I got this. I'll, I'll, I'll have some information for you when I'm done. I don't, I never saw that coming, not even close. And I certainly didn't see, you know, look, we're in, we're in the legal tech space in one of our divisions, uh, you know, two, three days ago, a, a partnership between one, you know, one of the larger law firms where they've embedded the Harvey component of this, which is the Harvey AI piece, which is really the legal specific set of algorithms, as I understand it. And now they're starting to, across almost 3,500 lawyers worldwide, starting to use this for, you know, create and, uh, and, and, and edit and things that you can do where maybe you had a paralegal doing them before. And now you can, this thing is sophisticated enough to be able to do that. That's another piece where it's amazing because I used to think, you know, just like you, look, it was search and find, right? And AI in in the legal domain for us, where, where we're watching it was e-discovery take, for instance, you know, it'll go through a lot of information really, really fast. And it can decipher it faster than people. And it'll come back and bring your response almost like Google. And, and so it's search and it found, right? But it couldn't create anything, right? I and mean, it was just bringing you answers back to the things you asked for. It wasn't going out there and saying, you know, hey, I, just, I need a residential lease for somebody in North Carolina for a six month lease at these terms and, you know, go ahead and write it. And, you know, in 15 seconds, you've got a document, a legal document that somebody would have had to produce. That's unbelievable. Um, and it's pretty close to accurate, right? So they can, you know, edit it a little bit, spend a little time scrubbing it and done. So the amount of time savings in a space like that, where document creation is really something that used to take a lot of time when AI can create, as opposed to just search and find, wow. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and you could even create a secondary AI that just proofreads it and checks for errors so that it just checks itself because, because those tend to be pretty good too. Even chat GPT asking it to, to check on errors is, is, has seemed to be pretty accurate. It's, it's, it's incredible. And I'll say that chat, um, don't worry about that chat that was just sent. There's a, a otter.ai that I've been trying to use that will automatically join any meetings that you have. I don't know if you've heard of it. I used to use it and it, it, it records the transcript. I haven't been able to use it for a long time. And then all of a sudden it started working the other day. Uh, so I was just like, great. So I'll have to look at that. You get like three hours of free transcription or something like that. Those are the kind of tools that we have now with with uh, these different AI tools. A lot of them are simple, a lot of them are more complex. It's, if I understand this correctly, there the two parts that you mentioned, um, basically the, the the algorithms, the way of thinking, and then the actual data, which uh, would you call that a data set? Uh, if you had different sets of data, is that is that what it is? And then maybe you just yeah. kind of have a bunch of them you train the AI, AI on. Um, it seems to me that you can, uh, the future maybe, uh, is that we have specific AI that do specific things in terms of like ChatGPT is strictly text based, but it's it's based on the data that it's um, that it's trained on. So like what you were saying with creating legal documents, you'd have to create an algorithm that that kind of thinks a little more like a lawyer, um, as opposed to a general AI that can do anything. Which maybe we're not there yet. 
Um, you have one that specifically thinks like a lawyer, and then you have the data that it can consume very quickly and then create documents based on patterns that it's seen after looking at hundreds of maybe even thousands uh, or maybe tens of thousands of legal documents. Yeah. And I think that's what the Harvey AI model is all about. Now I'm not, okay. a, I'm not that I just, I mean, I read this thing two or three days ago and went, wow. Okay. So they're, they've taken something specific and another large language model specific to law and lawyers and legal, just as you described. And, and they've deposited that into, you know, their overall ecosystem to be able to leverage this great component. And so I'm imagining, I don't know this for sure, but I'm imagining that it is absolutely specific. It's a subset of things that apply to legal law attorneys and what they do so that you don't have all the other superfluous information in there, right? It doesn't really need to know how to manage Google Docs. They have a document management system. It's really about the ingredients that go into the things that they ultimately create as lawyers to help them do that better. And I think that when they feed that model, that's, I think, what you're describing, Caleb. I think you're describing a model that is really domain specific, right? I mean, where you really, and, I, and, and it grows being domain specific. And why is that important? The way I understand it, and I don't know that this is going to be that big of a deal given all the horsepower we have out there, but listen, if it's, if it is a isolated, unique domain model, number one, you know, suffice it to say, going through that information is going to be quicker and faster. So getting to it, but it's also going to be way, way, way more specific. And, you know, think of those models going forward in terms of a, from a commerce perspective, you know, he who builds the models now controls that information. You know, now all of a sudden you have models in a SaaS model, right? Where you can, you know, you know, rent out the model, right? So, and I think that's where a lot of this is ultimately going to go, right? If John Lindsay needs AI for, you know, an energy company, solution you know i don't have to go create all this right the data is already there they've already you know done a lot of the grooming to the model and i can just rent the model and it's out there in space and i can run my algorithms against that model or use some of the canned algorithms they have and now all of a sudden we all have access to these large language models that are domain specific that's pretty cool so the, as, as opposed to chat gpt being the one brain you know massive thing out there in the sky that does everything I, I see us branching into more specific because I think the business rationale makes sense, right? I think people are going to look at that and go, okay, that's terrific, but they've got that. But how are we going to compete? We've got to do something. Is it where you segregate domains? Is it where you create the data for people? Is it a service? Is, you know, so many new businesses are going to be created around this. Uh, how do you embed this in the tools that you already have? I mean, I, like these lawyers just did, right? Harvey AI, they, they're taking that, putting it in their ecosystem where they don't have to go to chat G, T, GPT to, to use that interface and use the interface they want, right? So how many places does this get embedded and how is that utilized? And so I think it's going to be a crazy year. I, 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 don't, I just don't think people were ready to be here yet. And I think it's forced so many companies that were kind of slow to the, on the take, you know, the, Hey, I'm going to get there at some point, but it's really not there yet. I think everybody's eyes opened up and now everybody's talking about it so much. You, you know, you almost can't, uh, you can't stand it. It's like, turn it off, please. Everybody's talking about it too much. Uh, I just wrote a, a song parody about uh, a, a friend of mine who actually thought he was going to win the Powerball because it was going to teach him how to, how to gamble better. Right. And, you know, you go mm -hmm. and you realize that they've got that locked down anything you i couldn't get it to figure out how to to beat its knowledge that it knew i was trying to bet on a game on a sporting event uh you know, picking odds and over under any of that i couldn't get it i could i never could trick it i couldn't trick it to pick anything like that so mm -hmm. so 
that's another piece of it that people are so worried about that, you know, what, what is it going to do on its own? Is it going to go off and start thinking on its own and, and do all this crazy stuff? And, you know, how do we lock it down? And, you know, how do we govern it and all those things? I think a lot of those things are going to be on the forefront of people's minds because this has moved so fast that, you know, we look, I, you know, the honest God's honest truth is, you know, we're a company that does this and we didn't see it coming. Not even yeah. a clue. Yeah, and I just I just want to clarify. I'm definitely learning. I'm definitely learning. I, I, anything I have is a, is a question. I, you you know a lot more than I do. I'm no, and I and I'm we <laughs> and look, most of us are just the same place, right? I mean, look, I you know, first of all, you know, I, I run a company that does this, right? Which means I don't really do anything. So let's be clear. I you know, I, you probably know as much as I do, but I you know, I'm watching the trends because it's going to be important directionally to determine how we course correct because we were behind too. So how do you catch up? How do you make sure you get there? How do you? identify what your infrastructure needs to look like to be able to deploy these tools effectively. And then more importantly, how do you do that in a replication scenario for your clients? And so I think people were all, we're all trying to figure it out right now. And it's interesting because I, you know, I think, and I don't know, you're, you, you can tell me on this, but the, the whole web three component and AI, it all got a little blurred there at the end. I mean, I watched, you know, you and I had this conversation about what happened with some of the, the monetary, you know, collapses and, you know, how that hurt and look, you know, that got me personally, fortunately, wasn't wasn't a lot of money. But, you know, everybody went, oh, gosh. And now when you said blockchain or Web3, everybody's going, Ugh. and then all of a sudden we get into the chat GT and everybody's back to AI again going, wow, AI. Well, is are they saying AI, the same Web3, the same blockchain? What are they? It's hard for me to get a feel for, you know, the angle that they're coming in on this, because I think everybody's everybody's view and skew is slightly different on it now. And part of it, I think, is just simply what has happened in the market they don't want to say a word that turns somebody off. Right. So they're trying to pick the right words to say so that they don't, they don't, uh, you know, get the objection, you know, well, we don't want to hear that stand back and we're, we're suffering from it too. Right. Which, what are buzzwords? I don't know. Which ones are the buzzwords? What's the good buzzword? What's the bad buzzword? Uh, so you asked me early on, we came into this is chat GPT AI and all those, everybody's still arm wrestling with what they're calling all this stuff. It's just crazy. And I think that chat GPT is the dumbest name I've ever heard. I can't even say it. Uh, you know, I mess it up every single time. If you're dyslexic like me, you get the letters all backwards. And it's like, could you come up with a better name than that? I mean, I know it describes what it is, but come on, couldn't we call it Hal or something? Right. I mean, you know, something that we can say. Yeah, so I know. I, I know. I wonder <laughs> who came up with that name. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, I, I mean, it's it's iconic. I'll say that. Um, but I, I know that we're we're coming up to the, to the time. I have so many more questions, but I really there's there's two main ones I want to. I want to end with the one that um, that ChatGPT came up with, which says, "How can Web three and AI work together to shape the future of of technology?" And and maybe um, to maybe guide the conversation. I don't know if you have an answer. Uh, maybe there's a way to leverage blockchain tech to lock down AI. You know, maybe maybe issuing the AI a token for access for certain things. And so, if we can control the access, we can control exactly. You know, that 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 sort of idea. And then the other one was. Um, where do you, I, I know that these are, um, uh, these are not, you know, light questions, but where do you see the future of AI in terms of generative AI specifically? There, there's a, there's a lot of people estimating that by mid next year, or even at the beginning of next year, 64% of all written content online actively is going to be, um, uh, generative AI, but maybe based on data that came from text generated by AI as well, leading to a scramble. Where do you see that? Do you see a solution 
Um, you know, maybe maybe private companies coming up with their own data sets. They're paying humans to come up with content, and then they take data from there. What, what do you see with that? Um, I want to leave you with the, with those two questions. And and um, what are your thoughts? Well, I think it's a well, first of all, it's a big question. I think it's a combination. And again, remember, everything gets prefaced with in my humble opinion because I'm no authority on this subject. So let's talk about Web three for a second. I mean, so people like us that are content creators that want to not be owned and, and controlled by, you know, the big institutions. Look, anybody that tells you they're not a fan of that is crazy, right? Why wouldn't we be a fan of that? Everybody wants to be able to control their own information and have some say as to how this goes as a, to be being controlled by six, seven, you know, these mega companies that quite frankly, I don't believe have our best interest in mind. Not, they don't have mine as a small business owner owner. That's not what they're out to do. So uh, Web3 for me is is the holy grail, right? I mean, I think that that is absolutely where we want to go. I think there's some confusion because it's been tied to some things that have had some stumbling blocks and created some, some speed bumps for it. I think there's also some confusion as to what it actually is. So uh, I think it's going to happen. I don't think there's any avoiding it. I think over the years, it's going to, you know, setback or no setback. I think, you know, that that whole distributed component is something that everyone is after. And so I think we're all going to get there at some point. At What does the pace look like for that? I don't know, because people like us, Caleb, we don't really know what to do to help advance that. Like ChatGPT and the AI stuff and all this stuff, we know how to get into that and participate and be part of the movement. Right. We know what to do. The other one, we don't really know what to do. That's the hard part for me is that I'm looking all around trying to follow all the Web3 experts, yourself included, and I don't really know what I can do you know, as a technology leader in industry today to push that really forward and, and eat my own dog food, if you will, right? I, where I can say, we're doing it here and here's how it's working so great. Now, blockchain, different story, right? So we're not doing public blockchain solutions, but the blockchain technology in and of itself is something that we're building solutions on now because it's just flat rock solid. It works, right? Um, you know, that's the, the, you know, the whole idea of service companies where we want to know that there is this the intermediary that without fail is always going to govern correctly, right? There's that, it knows what the truth is. There's one version of it and that's it. And we all agree that that's the case. Oh, it makes life so easy. It takes away disputes on invoices and hourly tracking and all the things that eat us up as a services organization yeah. that take time and take people to go out and do that. As those things go away because that backbone provides that type of number one, confidence, number two, security. We know it can't be violated, right? And that so, but we're not so much the public blockchain, at least our organization. We're more about trying to go in and put that in for our clients so that we can have a much, much better working relationship going forward, not arguing about stuff and things are getting done fast. And most importantly, both organizations either get paid or pay quickly, which is everyone's nirvana, right? I mean, look, it's the thing that nobody talks about, right? But if businesses, all businesses could get paid within 30 days, we'd have some happy businesses, right? There's a yeah. lot of, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our business, we don't get paid for 120, you know, or longer uh, because we've got to go through these disputes. So technology like that, it's really practical and pragmatic for us. That's why we embrace it. So areas where I can, as an organization, leverage the technologies you're talking about, we do. But in areas we don't understand yet, we're still grappling as to how to deploy and even really how to have an impact in the industry. So we haven't anywhere on our, our material, anywhere on our website, anywhere on it. You're not going to see Web3 stuff because I don't know how to answer those questions yet. I, I, it's really about us being maybe naive to 
how we participate in it is what scares me. And if we don't feel like we're an expert or at least have enough knowledge to have the conversation, we try to stay away from it because we're just going to mess things up. Let the other smart people figure it out. And then we'll just follow along there when it becomes something that we can grasp and, and deploy. Right. Cause I told you before, look, I'm an old guy. I'm lazy. Low hanging fruit is what I go after. Right. So uh, web three is still a lot of effort for me. And it's not because it's, it's not because of web three per se It's because of John Lindsay, I don't have the expertise to know how to leverage that to best suit my organization yet. That's what I'm confused about. And I think, and I don't know this to be true, but I've heard it from enough people that are, you know, in my space, leading organizations like mine say the same thing. John, I just don't know what, I don't know what to do with it. I hear it and I feel it and I know it's going to be good, but I don't know what to do with it. Because you'd have to develop it. You'd have to be actively involved. You'd have to go through the, oh, this doesn't work. Oh, this doesn't work. We do it this way. It's, it's I, I understand. That's such a clarifying answer. I think that was a great, great answer. That is encompassing of how a lot of people feel about Web3. Um and it's not even just that I I don't blame you. It's it's like that. That's where it is. That's where it is. It's it's we have to get to that point where it's ready to just install. Like it's it's not there yet. It's just the idea of it. But I think that that's that's really. It has to have the defining say. moment. I mean, ChatGPT showed you what a defining moment can do, right? Yeah. Until the large language model, look, I couldn't explain it to normal people either. Then you know, until we saw it in in the format of GPT, when then we all went, oh. That's it, right? So there's going to be a moment for Web3 and blockchain and all these other technologies where the exact same thing happens, right? And by then, all the people that were smart enough to get on that bandwagon early on are going to be really, really loving life. People like me, they're going to be behind, but we'll be able to leverage it at least, right? We know that once we figure out what it is and how we deploy it, but we haven't had that aha moment yet. And part of it is just because, you know, and I say this, you know, pointing the finger at myself, our leadership is just not, I'm not skilled enough to know how it fits in. Whereas when I see something like GPT, I immediately go, okay, I've got like seven uses for that already. Easy, mm -hmm. right? I can, I can plug it in. I can, you know, it's not hard to explain to anybody. I have a hard time explaining to my leadership team how we're going to, I think people see the Nirvana for Web3. I think that I really think they do, but I just don't think they understand practically what the business benefit is today. And for people like us, especially going into recession, man, look, you know, everybody's, you know, they're tightly clinching those greenbacks, right? So if I can't see, you know, a, a quick return on my investment in a recession, or it doesn't at least give me something to become more efficient or do something that's going to help me beat my competition through this, this period of time where the economy is not that great, we're holding on to the greenbacks. I mean, it's a, it's a money decision for us. So yeah. it, it's just really a practical, pragmatic money decision when it comes down to it. Yeah, if I thought that like could make me money tomorrow, look, I'd be doing it. I'm a capitalist pig. It, well, it's it's um it, it's kind of like the Howey test, but for immediate ROI for for service for service based businesses. I mean, it's it's kind of or for for new tech rather for new tech. That's like our Howey test. Um, so yes. I, I totally understand that. But um, yeah, I I really appreciate uh you getting into that, and I I I have so many more questions, but I I want to wrap it up. I think that. Uh, everything that we spoke about was was awesome. Thank you so much for for teaching everyone about AI. And I will say a lot of this was written by ChatGPT, but a lot of those were actually on the fly questions because I was just like, you know what? Um, let's talk about prompt engineering. Let's talk about some of the the uh, some of the underlying. It's like with hacking. It's like the main thing is social engineering, right? You don't even talk about programming yet. It's it's kind of like that. I mean, there's a lot of conceptual uh, nature. There's a there's a conceptual nature of of AI that people haven't even gotten into yet. Um, but I, I think that chat GPT has just raised a lot of awareness and raised a lot of questions. So 
I really appreciate, appreciate your time. I, I'll tell you, Caleb, and just to finish with this, is that oh, yeah. so my wife, who doesn't do technology at all, is it really not? I mean, a Mac user, maybe every now and then, really, I mean, she knows how to use this. She knows what it is. She knows what it does. And she knows how to use it. That I'll tell you something. If the non-technical people that never really even use a computer, barely use an iPhone, walk up to this thing and they know how to use it, man, that's saying something. You've got that. That's it's, it's like Mac just met AI. Uh you know, and you just write a big intuitive over top of it and free for a while, at least, I guess most of us are now paying for it, but you know, you put intuitive and free on top of something with that kind of power, you got what hundreds of millions of users now, don't you? Yeah. And if too you bad actually, you and I didn't think of that. Yeah, I, I know. I know. I mean, what would you think? What would you think of uh, that chat, that cheap, uh, what's it called? Chat zero GPT zero, that, mm -hmm. that idea where it checks. Um, is that something that people have interest in? in checking to see if AI had written content. I don't think said. they're going to have any choice. I think you think about every, you think about academia immediately in every educational facility that like the state of New York, that's already started to say they're banning this stuff. At some point you got to let kids, you know, learn about technology. This is part of it, right? The good and the bad. And so I think if they have tools like that, that they can, you know, easily identify where people are cheating, we'll find new ways. Look, people, if you're going to cheat, cheaters are always ahead of the people trying to, trying to not cheat right usually you mentioned the hackers they're always going to be ahead of us so is any system unhackable nope because they're always going to be ahead of us this is the same thing but you can't you can't deny all this amazing good stuff because a few people are going to take advantage of it that way you got to adapt so i think the school systems that that keep the kids from using this man i mean you, you you're just missing out on on such an amazing tool that they can learn from look it's not like they're not learning i mean they can they can write it they can read it Make them give an oral presentation about what the thing wrote then. So they have to have some understanding of what, if they cheated and, and it wrote it, they still have to get up there and talk about it. So they did demonstrate some sort of depth of knowledge. There's ways that, there's a million ways around it, but, but banning the technology just seems insane to me. Yeah. And that raises so many more questions. Uh, if, if maybe at some other point we can do this again, um, because I mean, I, I just to briefly, just, just to, um, uh, to back up what I was saying, maybe in the future, people are going to start, to look back and think about oh that's around the time when ai came out and that that could discredit a lot of the things that they were learning that that's a very um serious possibility and so maybe maybe that's why we, we keep it out but at the same time i think it is it is a really good thing to um, um to actually teach kids about it because i think that that is um it's 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 already being integrated into our lives right now like you said there's already immediate roi with it um millions of copywriters all over the world are using it i actually tried um, give, I told it, give my business pitch in Spanish and it did exactly. And it was, it was very accurate. I was like, that's, that's incredible. I was, so it does it in so many different languages too. I wonder if it does it in Chinese with the extra characters you'd have to add. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but, um, yeah, there, there's so many possibilities. Um, well, in the intellectual property, but think about, think about now who owns all this. So you, you're, everybody's feeding all their information to this thing. And now, you know, whereas the copywriter is a perfect example. So do you have the right to have ChatGPT write your marketing material for a company that you're you're servicing, hand it to them and tell them it's okay for them to go use this? I, I think there's some question about whether or not you have the right to do that because I don't know that you own it. Does, does ChatGPT own it? Uh, do you have the rights to give it to someone else if you didn't actually create it? Uh, and, and certainly ChatGPT could tell you that 
you didn't create it, right? Because it's it stores everything it, it consumes. So it wouldn't know if it wrote it to exactly when it wrote it, in fact. So you wonder, you know, how they're going to manage the intellectual property that comes out of this. Because look, it can write, I mean, I, I watch my kids sit there and do it and, and have it write a little Minecraft routine and, you know, do a, uh, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of stuff in Python. It can develop software. It can, so if it can do those things and create those things, who owns those things? Do you own it or who does somebody else own it? And do you have the right to distribute it uh, without giving credit to something else? I think it's going to be really, really interesting watching big companies as to whether they gravitate towards this for the intellectual property concerns alone. It might concern them. So uh, that's another front that we're watching. Little guys like us, they're not, you know, I got to come after us. We're, we're small potatoes, right? So if we use that kind of stuff for a while, nobody's going to, nobody's going to care, but is Coca-Cola going to be okay if the people that write the commercials for them, found out that they wrote them in chat GTP and just handed it over to them and said, here, I wrote this for you when you really didn't. Is that cheating? Is that theirs? Is it, whose is that? You didn't write it. Did you? That's crazy. I didn't even think about the IP concern. I mean, I, I, I was aware of a lot of, um, because allegedly in some cases they did this with art AI. They said that anything come up that, that that's, that's uh, AI generated is, is not, um, copyrightable or you, you can't you can't you can't own it it's just right. it's public domain and I, I wonder if um but like you're saying like in the in the future if, if the actual chat gpt comes up with stuff that that does actually touch on other people's ip um who's whose fault is that like who's the liability on is it you is it the ai there's so many questions good question yeah I and mean, if i wrote a piece of software and i and i let chat gpt develop the python code for me and spit it out and i ran it and it works and i compile it and i sell it is it really mine to sell? Do I have the right to do that? Uh, if a company wants to buy my company or buy that piece of technology from me, do they have the right to ask me if I actually created it? And do I have to demonstrate you know, that it's not a derivative work in some capacity? I, I don't know. I think that's where a lot of people are sitting on the fence here in terms of trying to figure out how they're ultimately going to use this. So in legal, it's funny because the legal people don't really know the answers to a lot of those questions now. We won't until there, there's some precedent set. But they're charging forward in many cases to use it to draft and create. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It really is. It's going to be a fun, it's going to be a fun ride. I can tell you that. It's uh, going to be. A it's put some excitement back into the industry across every industry because everybody's thinking the same thing right now. How the heck can this game changing stuff be, be leveraged and, and how's it going to make me get rich? The only thing I do know is that it's not going to win the Powerball for me. And I'm very bummed about that because I thought by now <laughs> I'd be, re I was going to retire after that last week and it's not going to happen. It's a bummer. I think that one's rigged. I think that one's rigged. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. Well, that was awesome. Thank you so much. I really you, appreciate you. Man, hey. if you need anything at all, if there's anything I can do to assist ever, you know that. You're, I, if you call me from the right Caleb's phone number, I, I, I got you covered, man. I'll do that. I, I may have to um, I may have to see if I can convince you that Web3 is, is the future um, of um, of keeping an eye on check. We'll see, I think I it is think the future. It. I really, I'm a believer. I just don't know how to... I don't know how to monetize it to make it something that doesn't look like just an investment for me as opposed to ROI. Cause yeah. see in my, in my, in my business, you know, I've, I've partners and then, you know, when we sit down and talk about what we're going to do uh, you know, we don't just do it because it's cool technology or nice to have or fun to try or any of that stuff. It's gotta, it's gotta return the investment. So, and, and typically, you know, we're old guys, so it's worse for us, right? We, we don't want an ROI of 10 years or five years. We want an ROI of 15 minutes. Cause we don't know if we're going to be alive 30 minutes from now. So we got to do stuff fast, man. We're not 30. If I was 30, I wouldn't care as much, but when you're 60, man, you got to hustle, bro.
<laughs> we might not be and we might not be around long enough to. So we got to know. So I'll tell you, for me at least, if you want to convince people, you gotta you gotta have that ROI component for for to get guys like us to open our checkbooks up. I think we'll happily open our checkbooks up if we see the ROI. But if we don't see the ROI, or, or if it's confusing to us and we can't really understand because we're not that smart how to how it's going to create the ROI, then I think there's some pause. That's where we go, oh, okay, hang on, I'm going to wait and see. I'm going to call Fred and see if Fred's doing it yet. Once Fred's doing it, I'll follow him because Fred's a little smarter than me and he'll figure it out you know, a mile or two before me and I'll follow his lead. I think that's how people like me think just because we, we're just not educated enough to know the real answer. And we're you know in an economy right now that demands that you have enough cash yeah. to get you through, right? I mean, that's the, the, the key to me is, look, we got a lot of people that pay their mortgages and and their grocery bill based on decisions we make, you know, so we can't, we can't take it cavalier or lightly. Uh, you know, we got to make the right decisions. So we have enough money to weather whatever storm we've got financially coming up, which means that you sit on stuff unless somebody shows you in a very short period of time that you're going to make money on it. That, and that's the harsh reality for, at least for people in businesses like mine. Yeah, that, that, that's really helpful. And that's, that's, that's why it's it's so incredible that something like ChatGPT just came out of nowhere and it's free. I, like you said, I, that is really really incredible. I, and people can just use this and and make money from it by creating content. I, yeah. it, you didn't have to explain of. it to them. So if you if you if if, if like I said, Web three is going to have a defining moment too. Every technology, if it's going to make it, does. And when it has that defining moment, it's going to be the same way. Everybody's going to go wow. And there will be a large section like yourself that goes duh. You know, we've been doing it for, you know, X number of months slash years. And we already knew that the problem was that the rest of us dummies couldn't figure out how it worked. And it was the same thing with LLM. We just didn't, you know, I couldn't explain it to somebody. Now I don't have to, I just put the keyboard in front of an eight-year-old and they go, yeah, this badass poppy, let's do this. Right. And that's the same response you would get from people. If web three had that, when it has its defining moment and it doesn't need to be explained then people like us will get our checkbooks out. Guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really appreciate that you, that you got into that. That that's exactly what the the concern is, and and the macro economy is that there is a recession right now, and there's a lot going on. Um, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I really think that AI will start to make people's lives a little bit more convenient at a quicker pace. I mean, with when OpenAI came out with this ChatGPT. All the other big tech companies scrambled. Google was like, "We got to get, we got to get Bard out." And then oh, yeah. Microsoft was like, "We got to, they, they just, they we got to invest in, we, we, yeah, we got to invest in them so we can put it in our tools, right? They, yeah. did, they're, you know, they're, they're not smart enough to go build it. They got to go buy it. So, but you're right. Everybody has to look. The big, you know, six to ten, they all have to have it. And all the bigger companies have already started to determine ways they can exploit it because of the fact that it's just, it's, it's like just cockroaches. It just took over. Yeah. I mean, you know, hundreds of millions of people all on board and, you know, a 60 to 90 day time. I mean, no, we've never seen anything like it. So you don't have any choice, but to look at it, it's just, it, it's in your face. Web three and all those technologies, I think will have a defining moment that do the similar thing. Somebody's going to figure out how to be able to explain it to dummies like us and tell us how we can use it, make money without having to tell us a, a dissertation or, or a term paper, right? That we'll, when that happens, we'll be a lot more inclined. Or the, the economy is going good enough where people are just investing. Look, when I left Austin, or excuse me, when I moved to Austin, everything was going great guns. You could have had a bad idea. You could have got funded because people just wanted to get money off the bench, right? No return is not good. Leaving your money on the bench made no sense. 
people are hitting or, you know, even if it's a single or oh, double, I see. Yeah. They, they wanted to get in the game, right? Because the economy was going crazy, right? The housing market was off the charts. Interest rates were down. Everybody was, you know, it was, they were, everybody was feeling it. It was a scramble. And then all of a sudden things start tightening up, right? You got, you got public companies trying to go back private again. You got, you know, IPOs stopping in their tracks. You got it, all those things just all hit at the same time. And now everybody's just a little bit more wary about what to do because we don't have any choice, right? It's just like your family. You, you know, you're probably not going to go buy a boat tomorrow. If, you know, if you know that, you know, you're, you, you don't have that much discretionary income and you know, the interest rates are high and, you know, your wife's going to kill you. If you go do that, the timing's not right. It's, it's no different in a business, right? You, I got to make sure I can feed my kids. And so, you know, in this case, our kids are our employees and we got to make sure we can feed them all. And if we make dumb decisions, we can't feed them. So people, I just think are cautious and I, rightly so. I, 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 I would say the same thing. So yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes. That's what I count on smart guys like you for. I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to come up with the answers. All I have to do is pay attention. And when the time's right, trust my gut that I'm going to recognize the time's right. Yeah, well, you we're going to do it. You showed me up in the episode. Uh, you, you're, you're a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> and I'm just Negative. Learn. Negative. No, I'm just, look, I'm just a good listener, man. I, and, and there's just really basic building blocks that if you just keep everything simple, man, that's the, the, the for me, you know, building a business, running a business, just keep it simple. And, and if you just do the basic things uh, and they're not hard things to learn, they're all skills we all have because we use them in our regular day-to-day life. Just do those things, uh, you know, and let smart people do what smart people do and remove barriers from them. I told you just before, that's my job. My job is just to remove barriers. So when good stuff comes down the pipe, we just have to be ready to take advantage of it. So when smart guys like you tell us, John, yep, hey, look at this, you'll understand it now. Um, I'll look at it, I'll understand it. And and guys with checkbooks will write checks. It's just that simple and it'll happen. So yeah, and, you'll- and, and in full honesty, I, I know it's there and I haven't synthesized it yet. I just, I know for a fact, I can, I, can, I, I feel it. And I've, I've seen people, I've seen a lot of people scam in the, in the industry. I've seen a lot of people just, uh, quick cash grabs but i know that the the true honest pitch is there um and i think that there's applications for things like like ai in some way i don't know what the specifics are like the the programming specifics um but conceptually i i really believe that it's uh it's there and i'm i'm so close to it but um when i find it i I will let you know and i'll spread the good news um but i I really think that web3 is the future and just in general the infrastructure i don't disagree developed um it's gonna take a while it will (laughs) i I don't disagree with you at all and i I, quite frankly like i said as a content creator it scares me to death having to deal with you know look i'm not a social media guy but i'm on linkedin and i do most of my advertising there now and it's a great platform but any day that linkedin decides they don't want me on there anymore they can shut me down which means that my entire marketing platform all the content i had out there unless i backed it up and you know tried to decipher how to utilize it is gone right and so they control it all and that's not a position people enjoy being in. We don't have any choice today, but we will have a choice. And I think that's where Web3 is really, really going to shine. And, and people that are creating, remember what you just said. You said everybody now is going to become a content creator. Well, if that's the case, they're going to want to do what with their content? They're going to want to leverage it, right? For To make their business better, or they're going to want to monetize it, or they're going to want to sell it, or they're going to want to, you pick. You're going to want to do all those things. Yeah. And if you don't own it and you're, you're a slave to somebody else, it's just not as easy to do. So I think everybody's going to be on board with this. I just think it's just, we just have to get to the point where we can make all that happen. So, and I, I think you're right. I think you're really, really close. I think we're really, really close. I just, the same way I said with, with AI it was, I thought we're still at two, three years to go and boom, show how dumb I was. You know, all I had to do is wait for Thanksgiving. 
I think it's going to be the same thing here. It's just going to creep up on you. They're out there right now as a brilliant company working on the answers that you need. And, you know, it's going to happen. Cause, and it's just going to hit us, right? Because we didn't know what we didn't know. And when they show it to us, we go, oh, okay, well, that was the last piece of the puzzle we needed. Now we get it done. Be that simple. And you'll get there first because you're sitting on the edge of the stuff. You'll call me up one day and go, John, see, this is all you had to do, dude. What are you thinking? And we'll know, right? Hang on, my wife is... My wife has sent me like 10 texts in a row. Hang on a second. No, that's okay. I I, I can let you go. I I just really appreciate you. Oh, no. It was, a, it was just a, a huge, do I want anything from Arby's? Oh. It's <laughs> <laughs> really important, man. <laughs> a meat well, mountain. You a mountain meat. of meat. I need a meat mountain. That's so fun. I didn't even know that that was a thing. I knew that they were, uh, uh, you know, Arby's, we got the meats, but. You've never tried so the meat mountain? I don't think I've had it. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, if you have kids and grandkids, it's you've got to try to meet. It's like this big. It's like every meat they have piled onto one sandwich. Mm, wow. Yeah. It's it's just it's a, like a blood clot waiting to happen. Man. It's nasty. It's, it's absolutely crazy. nasty. Yeah, it's not good. I, well, so, I, I want to try it. <laughs> well, 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 see, now you know, right? Well, go, good luck, man. Get your blood pressure check first. Yeah, I, I will. I will. I <laughs> definitely will. But yeah. Well, if then, you need anything from me, let me know. I'm I'm here all the time. Happy to help anytime, Caleb. You know that. Yeah, no, I, and I really appreciate that. Hey, could you could you link? Uh, um, tell me about where people can find your business, your information, um, your personal information. What do you want people to know about? I'll link it, but just let me know, and, and I'll put that down in the in the description or okay. wherever the podcast goes, and um, so that people can. Um, I mean, really, you know, you you can you can get me on my email, which is John L at InsightLogics.com, and I'm on LinkedIn. I don't know how you find me. I guess you just type my name, and you guys are more sophisticated than that. Uh, do I have a handle I'll find or something? The URL. I'll find yeah, the just, URL. yeah. Just, Click on the click on the URL thing. Yeah, that, do that. <laughs> oh, and can I get your permission to play a clip of that Web three insanity parody that you made? Not the web, but the Web three in general, the Web three parody that you made with Robert. You can use anything you want. You want the the raw footage? Do you have it? Um, I I can pull the can you? video that okay. you put up. Yeah. Okay. Because if you need the MP four, I'll 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 zing it on over to you. Yeah. No, actually, you know what? If you have the MP four, that'd be awesome. Yeah, um, I'll send just it send to my email. Okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll put a little clip uh, in here somewhere because I think that that's interesting. You mentioned it earlier and I was like, you know what? I'm going to put a clip in here and see. Uh, and if you want to do some of that stuff. Oh, big U-Haul pulling up front of my house. Hmm. wonder if my wife. That's never good, man. That, that usually means like furniture or something. Oh, that's that's never <laughs> that's, that's never good ever. Uh, she didn't get the email that there's a recession. She hasn't got that email yet. So <laughs> <laughs> no, if you ever want to do one of the parodies, man, just let me know. I, we're doing it as a business, but I will, I'll do it for free for you guys. If you guys want to do something, man, tell me, we'll put something together. And uh, that those things get a lot of play. It's it's crazy. I, I'm, I've never seen anything like it. I would have never started a business around it if Are I didn't think that, uh, wow. oh no, it's nuts. I, I can't tell you how busy we could be if we wanted to be. Uh, I've got, you know, I announced that two weeks ago that we were going to start doing it as a business just because I got so many requests to do it. And quite frankly, for me, it's a lot more fun than anything I'm doing anyway. So I get to have fun doing it. So uh, I couldn't believe it because people don't look. I mean, you LinkedIn's gotten really, really crowded with boring stuff. I mean, it just has and nobody nobody has the time to read that stuff. Right. So if you get on and act like a fool, put on a couple of your wife's clothing and a couple bad wigs and start singing, man. People, people notice, I guess it's crazy. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's absolutely nuts. So yeah, I'm more than well, you look, if you got something you want to do and uh, you know, I'll do it for you guys for nothing. I, I just, just because I, uh, I love you and Rob and what you guys are doing. So if there's anything you decide you think would, would help advance the cause, you want to do a silly one around web three or whatever you want to do. Come on, let's go.
Yeah, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate. If you that, can John. sing, I'm not doing it. I only do it with people who can't sing. It's not. It's not funny if you can sing. If you can sing, then it becomes like a real thing, you know. And that that de- that defeats my whole purpose. The only reason it works is because I can't sing, right? That's the whole shtick. No, I think you. I think you got a great voice. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not not like a singer. I mean, it's just silly. And Rob's even worse than I am. So that it was. It's it's so good. It's just such comedy. So back to your point about you know. If you tap into genres of people, if you know that the people that are writing you checks are from the 80s, man, you can pick so many good tunes that when they hear the tune, it just it just it's like, oh, man, I, yeah, I remember I was in the back of the 67 Chevelle with Janice and that was freaking awesome time. You make them happy, man. I'm telling you, it, it just evokes so much emotion because of the songs. Right. And you've got them, too. You're young, but you've still got songs that when you were growing up, you go, oh, man, that one. Every time I hear it, I'm cranking it. It was a good memory. I was. You know, I mean, people people connect to that stuff and music is so powerful. And I really didn't know it until, you know, I knew it in my own life because, I, you know, I, I, I tend to tie a lot of my my main events in my life to music. But I didn't realize everybody else did that, too. And so it's so much easier to impact people. I can't tell you how many people call me. And go, Oh, John, you know, Boston. Oh, man, it just brings back so many memories of college and this and that and the other. And they didn't hear a damn thing I sang about. They just heard the, the you know, the notes to the song they knew. And out of the blue, they're like, man, I got to talk to you, dude. Tell me more, right? So it's a great conversation starter. So if you need to get in touch with people, it's just such an easy way to open up doors because number one, you've already shared your personality, right? They know I'm I'm probably not that smart. Uh, I'm non-threatening for sure, right? And if I'm willing to get up and act like an idiot like that, they get to see the personality. You don't have to, right? You know, most of the time when you go to go to start talking to somebody, you don't know anything about them. It's intimidating to me. I don't, I'm still like that. I'm like, oh man, I don't know this person. I got to comb my hair. I got to, I got to act like I'm smart. I got to, when people see you online acting like that, it, it just removes all the barriers. It's so, so uh, dismantling for people in terms of putting their defenses up. So, I just wrote a note about it. I think that that it, you got me thinking. Maybe I'll do some acoustic covers on the Web for Insanity page about like the blockchain sh- or something like that. Yeah, you should. I'm that telling you, man, so it, cool. it just freaking works. And there's not many people out there doing it. I mean, I I know because the people that are doing it usually have started to reach out to me now. And there's you know five or six that I see doing similar things. But man, there's so much room out there now. And we've been, you know, if you want to get in on the timing of it, you know, I've been doing, I do it every Monday morning, right? And so, and lately Ryan and Genevieve and, you know, a bunch of the other people now are starting to go, hey, can we join you on Monday morning? So we've kind of just turned it into, you know, musical Monday. So if you want, you know, so people start going, okay, well, look, I got to go check the three or four guys that I follow on, you know, Monday morning. So it kind of becomes a, you know, you're embedded into their schedule, if you will. So it's another easy way to find people's time because they people tune in to, to listen to some of the other people that do this too, because they're just as good, if not better. So I'm telling you, you ought to consider it. And if you want to do one with us, just just tell me. I'll, I'll happily throw something together with you. I'm interested. If you throw it together, I, I will join okay. and I'll be really happy. You tell it. me what kind of tunes you, you like and uh, throw me a couple examples and I'll throw something together. I like stuff from the 80s. I like ABBA. You know, we could start there. Okay. <laughs> You're an ABBA guy, huh? Really? Uh, yeah. Rock, my, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have guessed that. All right. I, lo- I love ABBA. That's, they're yeah. one of my guilty pleasures. Yeah. I don't. My wife hates them, so I have to like only listen in the car because when I'm by myself, because she can't stand them. But I, I, I love them, man. I think they're one of the coolest bands ever. I, I love them. I think it is, it's great that they're they were a super group. I didn't know that until recently. Um, but I think it's awesome. you know, we go all over the map. I've done it. I've only done a couple country because I really don't like country. But it, but it, I have to say, it's easy to be funny when you do that. Uh, but man, anything, no matter to me, whatever you like, you tell me, pick a couple, pick a couple tunes and uh, we'll make it happen. Just get you silly on, bro. Get I'll think silly. about it. I'll think get about the silly on. I'll let you know. All right. <laughs> I will, Done. Yeah. 
All right, man. Let me text her back. Get me some food. I'll I'll catch up with you. I'll catch up with you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Take Take care, care. Caleb.